Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Nicodemus. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and crochet hook, and join us. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so Nicodemus has come up mainly because he was one of the people in the Lent Madness matchup of the day. Yes. So for those who want to go look for that, we're recording on March 12th. And today is the day that he's up for vote. He is. So he may or may not be in it by the time you listen to this, but you can still go find his page on the Lent Madness site. Absolutely. And they give the basic breakdown of his story in that particular day. But prior to that, I knew the name only as a very biblical sounding name, but I really had no idea who it was. I'm so disappointed in myself as your pastor. This is this is my <laughs> apology to you. Really? I haven't made a bigger deal out of Nick at night. Well, and we will also confess this. We had to go back and search all hundred and some topics to make sure because you thought we had done it. I totally thought that we had done it. And I can only come up with St. Nick, which I brought to the table. So I knew we had not done this one. I'm so disappointed. I am sorry, church basement followers who have been following us for the 125 plus episodes. Better late than never, my friend. Man, oh man. All right. So Nicodemus, whom I lovingly call Nick at night, which is something I heard from another pastor theologian somewhere somewhere. Which is how I knew we had not talked about it because Nick at Night was my jam when I was a kid and I would have remembered that. Right. I know that I've preached that on a Sunday morning, but I can't believe we never brought it here to the podcast. So Nicodemus comes to Jesus in the night. Okay. So this is New Testament. Mm-hmm. And is it in more than one gospel? No. No. It's only in one of them. Well, alrighty then. Go a little further. Comes to Jesus at night, hence... Nick at night. Hence Nick at night. And if a story is only in one gospel, can you guess which of the four? Well, I'm guessing it's John, right? Yep. This is only in John. Okay. Nicodemus is only called out and seen and is a character in the gospel of John. And so Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night because Nicodemus is a Pharisee Mm. and a member of the Sanhedrin. So what this means is that Nick is a major figure within the local Jerusalem political structure within Mm -hmm. the church. Mm -hmm. He's a member of the sitting tribune at the temple. And they were not happy with the amount of power and scope that Jesus was wielding at the time. Mm -hmm. His influence was too much, right? So Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Because he didn't want his peers to know that he was meeting with him. Okay. So he comes in secrecy and he starts to ask Jesus questions. And this is where the question of how can someone be born from above? How can someone be born a second time? Mm. Is Nicodemus asking this question? Because Jesus says, you must be born again of the spirit. And Nicodemus says, well, how can I enter back into the womb of my mother? What, how, you know, trying to argue semantics, right? And this is also where the verse, for God so loved the world, Mm. comes in. That really famous, you know, football end zone. (laughs) John 3.16. John 3.16 is in this section where Jesus is talking to this leader and this incredible scholar, part of the governing board of the Jewish people in Jerusalem. And they have this conversation that's not, I mean, it's, it's not that it's unfriendly, 
but it's certainly like a back and forth banter, which is okay. great. Like Jewish rabbis, right? Bantering back and forth, coming okay. to an agreement and disagreement. So not necessarily these being confrontational? No, I don't think so. I think it comes with genuine curiosity to okay. this person. And who are you and what are you teaching and how can you say these things? Mm-hmm. And Jesus counters him and meets him where he is. And it's really interesting that he's coming at nighttime, mm-hmm. right? In the cover of the night, in the cover of when people can't see. It kind of highlights that Jesus is doing these things in the daytime. One of the problematic pieces of the Gospel of John, I should say, is that the Gospel of John can be read very anti-Semitically. Oh, Okay. Right. And there's a lot about the Gospel of John that can be, the Jews did this. The Jews are bad. The Jews killed Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to make a mockery of that. That's a very real thing and has been used very much so as a basis for anti-Semitism. And so when I highlight Nicodemus came in the nighttime to see Jesus, which Mm -hmm. is a time in which the scholars should not have been doing this kind of conversation, a time under the cover of darkness that something sneaky Okay. And so he's doing something sneaky. He's doing something under the table, coming to Jesus at this point in time and hiding it from his compatriots. I don't want to promote the anti-Semitism that can come from the Gospel of John. It's a problem. Okay. So I want to mention that and put that caveat out there as we continue the conversation. Nicodemus comes, has this conversation with Jesus, and walks away kind of not really totally getting it. Okay. And I don't know that anybody totally gets Jesus on first shot, right? So is that the only time he shows up in the gospel then? He comes, he asks some questions, really trying to get his curiosity answered, and that's it? Nope, he comes back. Hmm, okay. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because we get him here at chapter 3, at the beginning, and then the next time we see him, he is taking a great big bag of spices and helping take Jesus off the cross. Oh, wait. So we go from, I got some questions to I'm helping honor the body of Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. Whoa. I know, right? That's a leap. It's a really fascinating leap. So Nicodemus comes along at the end of the Gospel of John as one of the ones who helps to take Jesus down from the cross, anoint his body, and place him into a tomb. And it's fascinating to me that we have this member of the Sanhedrin Mm -hmm. that just literally crucified Christ Mm -hmm. and put him through torture, now on the other side of it, not necessarily in the nighttime anymore. Oh, there's an interesting tidbit I hadn't quite put together. Taking Jesus down off the cross because he dies in the afternoon. And so taking him off the cross and placing him into the tomb. Huh. Can you abstain as a Pharisee or do we just assume that... I don't know. As a member of the Sanhedrin? Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Now, a little background on that for the folks who may not be as familiar. The Pharisees were the one who, again, we said, were in the governing body and they were not happy with the amount of power. What's the Sanhedrin? The Sanhedrin are a group of rabbis that are appointed as a tribunal, as a governing board okay. for the Jewish people within the community. And they were appointed within each of the different communities. And so as a member of the Sanhedrin, as a member of that tribunal, that governing board, Nicodemus would have been present for several different pieces of this trial. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And would have been a part and parcel of the conversations leading up to it, right? Sure. Because if they are plotting to kill Jesus and they are having the conversations to try and set him up and 
they're doing all kinds of different pieces, then that's all stuff that Nicodemus would have been proximity to, would have Mm -hmm. been in proximity with and would have heard and would have listened and watched and wondered and pondered. He's a fascinating character. He is. Now, one of my original questions before I knew more of the story, Uh because I try to stay a little bit in the dark, (laughs) was if he shows up more than once, what does it mean? What is he trying to point out? So what do you think it means that he shows up and is asking these questions and then comes back? Still is a Pharisee. I don't think Mm -hmm. he's ever called out as anything but that. Nope. And then helps anoint Jesus at the end. We can wonder and notice things about that for all kinds of times to come. That is one of those pieces that is fascinating and gives plenty of wonder. I wonder about what it would be like to be a member of the Sanhedrin, to be a Pharisee, and to come up against someone that you think might actually be the Son of God. And how difficult and strenuous that position could be because maybe there were a lot of people who thought that about themselves through time, but maybe this one was different. And what would it be like to be the person in a power position that didn't use their power to make a difference? Mm. Because Nicodemus doesn't stop the death. And at the same time, could he have that? Could he have? And would God have allowed that? Because if this was something that was supposed to happen, then would one more voice have made a difference? Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what his witness would be if we could ask Nicodemus what his witness would be and what he would want remembered of him. Would he want to be remembered for questioning and doubting and poking and prodding? Would he want to be remembered for being responsible for anointing the body of Christ after his death? Where would he like to be seen and known? For those of us who have a lot of privilege, I think he's an interesting character to find resonance with. Okay. Because we see someone who is a part of structure and a part of leadership and privilege, asking questions and then showing up. And do we want to be that person or do we want to be the person who drops everything and walks away from it all to follow Jesus? And Mm -hmm. Where do we find figures that we can resonate with in some way or another? I just think Nick at Night is a fascinating character. I think he can be both law and gospel for us. He can be gospel in that he showed up at the end. He was there. Sure. And he can be law for us because he, like everyone else, abandoned Jesus in the hour of need. Mm -hmm. And perhaps even more so because maybe he would have had the capacity to make a big difference and chose not to. We don't know. But there's so much to wonder about him. And I just find it a fascinating figure in our scripture. And that he's only in the Gospel of John, I think, is interesting, too. Okay. He's not a figure that is a part of the kind of synoptic accounts of what happened. He's something that John added into the Gospel. Okay. So why is it? What is it about the Gospel of John and the community to which he was writing that made this figure a figure to add into the gospel. And so I wrestle with that. I wrestle with wondering around, well, what does this say beyond just here was this Pharisee member of the Sanhedrin who is in chapter three and then is in the final chapter. Like more than that is it's the gospel of John. Let's dig deeper, right? So sure. How much the, does he show up in any sort of, no, I mean, in any sort of writings that people do about the gospel of John? Is oh. he talked about much? Well, because John 3.16 is such a 
known verse and is such a quoted verse. I think that he comes out some. Okay. But between Nicodemus and then the disciple whom Jesus loved most is another character within the Gospel of John that's unique. That title. There are a couple of different characters within John's Gospel that are unique to John's Gospel. Those are two of them. Okay, well, this is going to lead me into my last question to you then. It's never really stated whether Mm -hmm. or not he converts. You get his questioning, and then you get what seems like outright devotion in the end. Do you think he did? And does it matter one way or another to you? Mm, That's a great second half of that question. I don't know if he did. Does it matter to me if he did? I want him to have converted, right? Part of me really wants him to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that kind of longing for him to have converted. I don't know if he did or not, but I hope that he did. I hope that he saw a different way of being and a different way of life and found that to be a joyful one. But we don't hear of him being with the disciples in the locked room. No. Right? We don't hear of that. So I don't know if he did or not, or if he just was like this sleeper agent sure. <laughs> amidst the Sanhedrin in the months to come. I don't know. But gosh, I want in his heart of hearts for that curiosity to have just gotten a hold of him. And I want to imagine how he reacted on the day of Pentecost. Sure. And I want to imagine how he lived his life one way or another. I think he's a relatable character. I ask this partly because having read the comments from those who were voting this morning oh, on Lent Madness, Madness. Uh-huh. one of the people said he does not believe that Nicodemus converted. And for him, it means that much more that even mm-hmm. though he didn't believe that, that he felt strongly enough about this person who had a completely different worldview that he would help with the body anyway. Wow. And what that could mean for relationships between people who have very different beliefs in the end. That's pretty powerful too, right? I thought it was fascinating. So I was curious what your take would be. Yeah. And I think that's part of the beauty of Nicodemus is that it's unknown and Mm -hmm. it's left open. I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I kind of like it. Interpretation. I like that the Holy Spirit can get in there and start doing stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Nicodemus. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining us this week. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org, catch us on Facebook, or leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think. Until we are back in your ears again, remember... God loves you, no matter what.